0: Welcome to the latest episode of five on the floor on the five reason sports network. Also, you can find us every day on the nothing but net channel on dash radio. So just download the dash radio app. It's free search for nothing, but net and you can find us every day from 10 AM to 11 AM on the East coast and 7 AM to 8 AM Pacific. Also check out five as we're speaking, Brady Hawk is putting up his latest takeaways piece. So check that out. We are free no paywall, paywall, and all of our Marlins content from David Fernandez and others. You can also get all of our podcasts, Three Yards Per Carry, did their big training camp preview with Tua about to speak for the first time to the media since he's come to Miami. So check that out, as well as our T-shirts, including our new Tua franchise shirt and all of our Heat shirts. Also, check out all the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We appreciate all of them. All of them are local, and all of them helped us get through – the COVID crisis so that we could still give you the kind of content we're giving you and one of them is U-Break Wheel Fix which is located just south of Aventura in North Miami they've got 15 years of experience in wheel repair and refinishing they do repairs of cracked bent curved and damaged wheels they also do refinishing and powder coating back to factory specifications along with over 5000 available custom colors that Includes the cool as hell vice colors, so make sure you check those out. They've got those themed wheel colors after your favorite South Florida team. So visit You Break Wheel Fix on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or even LinkedIn or contact Mark and his, and everybody works with him at 305 748 0112. That's 305 748 0112. The website youbreakwheelfix.com and now. Today's episode.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alfons Sydney, aka Alf 954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports
0: Network. Alright, Ethan Skolnick back here on Five on the Floor. Here is today's floor plan. I've got Alf, I've got Alex. And I've also got Greg. I think Alex is going to pop off for some of these Zoom calls. We're going to talk a little bit about tonight's loss to Oklahoma City. I don't think the win-loss is all that meaningful. Um, In the end, it was basically Tyler Hero um, and four guys who aren't really going to be in the rotation who are out there with him at the end. But they lose on a Mike Mascala three. Um, they are in the 4-5 matchup against Indiana, which beat Houston, which means Philadelphia is going to be sixth. And so we know that the Heat will be playing the Pacers. We're going to bring you a special Heat Pacers preview over the weekend with two of the writers who cover the Pacers the closest. But what we're really going to do today, guys, and let's start – I don't even want to talk much about this game, to be honest. I think we just folded in to what we're talking about in terms of the entire bubble because it didn't mean that much to Miami. We're going to talk about the five biggest developments – in the bubble through the scrimmages through these seven games. And as they head into the playoffs next week, and we kind of did this on our text string before we started. So we'd have an idea. Um, the number one uh, to me is health um, <laughs> because you didn't know when you came into this, you had Bam and none, uh, you know, and DJJ uh, testing positive for COVID you had Jimmy Butler hurting his foot, Goran Dragic hurting his ankle inside the bubble. But as we go into next week, Everybody is is healthy, except for Kendrick, who has passed uh, all the quarantine protocols, did pass the test, but wasn't feeling well, so he was kept away from the team today. Um, About as well as it could have gone, right, Greg?
2: Yes. I mean, I I think there's still some outstanding stuff with Kendrick, none that we want to see different um, in terms of just availability there and feeling good, and the Jay Crowder thing tonight was not particularly great. You uh, know, look like he bumped knees, so so we want that to to obviously be um, all you know ready to go. And, and, and but other than that, I think that we're good. I mean, Jimmy Gorn, they both look like they're themselves. Uh, nobody else uh, ended up getting any kind of lingering injury that we're hearing about, or that anybody's limited in any way. So for the most part, you got through it unscathed, and um, so you know it's it's playoff time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it here. I'm, I'm honestly, other than Kendrick Nunn, and we've always seen the issues with him. It's uh, very good to see Goron looking spry as ever. Uh, Jimmy can still bruise and muscle his way to the rim whenever he wants. I'm not really worried about him. I know he's going to do his thing, but uh, it, it really is good to see the team healthy, right? And we talked a lot about Tyler Hero and Myers Center being out for the second half of the season. But at the end of the day, Tyler's the one that matters here, right? I and mean, we're not even really seeing Myers here, and and. Is this version of the team, I think I'm actually a little bit higher on it, man. I think I see what Spo is going here, and I feel like I'm always kind of backing his decisions, but taking Myers out of the rotation, yeah, and I'm somebody who kind of wants him in for bigger matchups, taking him out of the rotation and taking out one less defender, and by the way, not having Kendrick Nunn out there, take another defender that's not there, I think it's just helping them out a lot. I, I really like what this team is giving them right now, and I think everybody looks good. I
2: want
0: Go, One the big concern team was team Jimmy team. Uh, last week, and then and then Goron. I mean, I haven't seen anything from either of those guys that that makes me think they're bothered by what they went through last week.
3: Um, the uh, I will say the Jay Crowder thing concerns me a little bit, and watching uh, Myers tonight, he doesn't look right. Um, so yeah, it's because he's not next to Bam. I, I don't even know if it's because he's not next to Bam. He just, I mean, he's. The guy was never a quick. <laughs> he's not known for his quickness in the first place, but he was, he was slower than usual, and that's saying a lot. Well, he, was, he was more hesitant than usual, and I know he hasn't played in a while, but I, honestly, the guy doesn't
1: look right. So He made the play of the game. Him, him giving up that three to Mike Moscala at the end so that the Thunder could take the lead was the play of the game because now that he's going to have better draft position, it doesn't affect anything with the playoffs. Shout out well, to you, Myers Leonard. Okay, but I'm I'm talking seriously as far
3: as uh like you know injury concerns. I don't think he's I don't think he's physically right. And just watch him tonight. I don't even think it's I don't know if it's I don't think it's rust. I just don't think he's physically right. And then uh, if Jay Crowder, uh, hopefully Jay Crowder is fine because that would be super concerning. Yep. Um, if Myers is looking like Myers is looking right now, and Jay Crowder is gonna miss any kind of time, I would be concerned. But uh, it looks like, I mean, Jake Ryder was up and cheering. I think he's going to be fine. So I think go, I think on Friday, they shouldn't play anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, Chris Silva should get 48 minutes um, and just, and just ride into the playoffs on this wave.
0: Um, Greg, you mentioned something uh, off the, uh, the pod here that we probably should get into. Uh, Bam specifically. Uh, he did talk about not having his wind early on. And he hasn't I, – I, I, he's had flashes um, of his old self. There, there's no question. Like, it's in there. But maybe it hasn't been quite as consistent or as sustained through yeah. games as we saw during the regular season. W- where, where would you put Bam's percentage right now?
2: Um, I, I would ultimately say you're probably somewhere in the. 80th percentile of what we think Bam can be when he's firing on every single cylinder. Cause you're right. Like we've seen it in spurts. So we know it's there and I don't think it's necessarily anything that's super concerning, but when you don't see it sustained and there's also, you know, there's been a couple nights where he's admittedly, you know, talked about getting back into uh, you know, rounding back into physical shape as you just get into, you know, these playoff games that get more physical. um, Ultimately, I think the game's, Even though contrary to what we're seeing, there's going to be moments against Indiana specifically where the game slows down. And it'll just be interesting to see how that wear and tear is with Bam because of all of the things mentioned. So, I mean, ultimately, it's not something that I'm um, uber concerned about. But because we only saw it in brief spurts and not every single moment, I think it's worth monitoring. Um, and Alex is mention- on the
3: Zoom calls right now. He says, Jay, everything is clean with Jay. So yep. the, the Jay Crowder injury is not significant. He he would if, – if Friday was a playoff game, I'm I'm assuming he would play. Um, but I'm assuming just because it's not a playoff game and it's completely insignificant, I'm betting he won't.
0: Well, and, and let's, let's get to that real quick before we get to the other biggest things that happen in the bubble. Who should play Friday? I mean, I, you joke about Chris Silva playing 48 minutes. But, I mean, h- how deep should – eric go in terms of shutting this thing down you don't play jimmy right you don't play goran um you you play kelly a little bit i guess you, you yeah. play djj a little bit
3: i you think you what? play none um yeah, to get him sure. comfortable
2: boy sure. that's a great call you know historically spo has played young guys so like even though hero and duncan robinson are obviously you know key pieces duncan robinson in particular. If, if we go by history, Spoh's going to play the young horses and he's not going to worry about it. Um, DJJ is another guy. I think he'll get tons of minutes, but I think other than that, you'll start to see Crowder, Bam, Jimmy, Gorin. Those guys are all going to sit.
0: All right, let's get to, to number two. So we talk about health, and I think all things considered, when you look at what's happened to other teams, particularly Philadelphia um, with their situation, Indiana not getting Sabonis back, what's happened to Utah without Bogdanovich, which is the, the, basically the, the floor caved in, um and, and what's happened with some other teams Denver had a ton of injuries coming into this thing Miami's pretty clean um you know I mean Milwaukee's had some some nagging things Toronto's had a couple nagging things they're pretty healthy uh, Boston's been dealing with Kemba I, I don't think that the Heat can complain about their situation they they handled the Jimmy Drogic thing correctly they played them in the game that mattered um so I think it's worked out so let's get to number two uh, to me the single biggest on-court development in the bubble is that Hero and Duncan Robinson took the leap. <laughs> um, and maybe it's not the ultimate leap that Tyler's going to take. But as we've discussed many times, you know, this is not Tyler's rookie season anymore. And he didn't look like it. <laughs> I mean, it, it it basically looked like, I mean, he fast-tracked a master's class here in two weeks. Like, he, he was doing things, you know, at the end of this that he was not doing in the regular season. Like His last four lessons- games,
3: Ethan. His last four games, I mean – He's been amazing.
0: Yep. I mean, he looks like he has star potential. And although, you know, I think we kind of sensed that a little during the season, there were some rough patches. There were some periods of time where he did look a little overmatched. He didn't look overmatched um, in the bubble. And the second one, and I think we should put them together, is Duncan. I mean, today, we could talk about the threes, and the threes are Every shot looks like it's going in. Even the ones... (laughs) Even the, even the ones he misses, they're halfway down. I mean, every shot, it doesn't matter where his feet are positioned when the thing starts. They always end up in the right position when he finishes. And, but the, the thing that got me was that show and go. Like, w- what is happening here? Like,
2: I know. Like, like, just, it's developing before our eyes. I mean, you could make the case that Hero and Duncan playing the way that they are, that if that, if that continues on through a playoff run, it's the single biggest thing um, that, could, like, overall, I, I don't know that we're looking at this team as a title, you know, championship-level team. So when you're thinking about implications today and tomorrow, do you know what having two shooters like this all of a sudden popping, like, it raises the ceiling of the team in, in ways that I don't think we could have expected? You hope for this kind of thing, but it usually doesn't come with the overall, like, all-around stuff that we're seeing from Duncan in moments and Hero is expanding – these games. So it's just, it's pretty remarkable to see. And now with the playoff stage, you got more national attention. I think it's kind of the perfect storm for the Heat as they kind of flaunt the young core to the rest of the NBA.
3: Well, the funny thing is, um, a lot of people have been sharing some college and G League clips of Duncan Robinson taking guys off the dri- dribble and, uh, you know, dunking in the lane. And just showing more of what he's what he's capable of outside of just being a spot up shooter, and we're starting to see more of that. What you know, when guys get more comfortable, they're able to show off a little bit more, and those things are just going to help a guy like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Like those are the guys that are going to benefit the most from Tyler and Duncan being able to create off the dribble, uh, make good make good uh, make make good decisions. Great passes. I mean, Tyler did a, has done some skip passes the last couple of days that I didn't know he was even uh, physically capable of. I didn't know he had the strength to do some of these passes. So, yeah, those things are, like, are, are, are very, very heartening as a Heat fan. But mo- more importantly than anything else, it just allows Jimmy and Bam to focus more on the defensive end and not, and not have to carry the load so much offensively. Because we've seen what's been happening lately, especially with Bam, with, with while Bam is playing the the it, he has a lone big role, um, he is expending so much energy on defense. His offense has suffered, and if his offense is going to suffer, somebody else has to pick up the load. Especially because Bam has been such a playmaker, these guys being able to pick uh, pick up the playmaking load is, is huge, and it's it's something to look at going forward.
0: Yeah, I, I want to get to this quote because Alex has jumped on the calls. Duncan Robinson on what happened with Chris Paul. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I shot faked in the corner, and I told him I should have shot it. We just went back and forth there for a little. Uh, Duncan, we've talked about, has uh, – people don't think so, but he's a trash talker. He can be. And we saw what happened afterwards, which is that Jimmy went at CP3. I mean, tried to bulldoze CP3. Love it. I love and, it. And, and, I mean, you're going after – I mean – the the fact that Jimmy does that to me it is so significant in the sense that you're going at one of the sort of the stars of the league, the faces of the league in a lot of ways. It's not just on the court, but off the court. I mean, he basically was the face of returning the heat, uh, you know, the NBA to the bubble um in a lot of ways. um And you're, you're going after him directly to basically support a guy who, as you mentioned, was playing at Exeter Williams college. Okay. And undrafted, out of Michigan, and actually, we're going to have Duncan's coach from Exeter on next week um, to talk about where some of this stuff was in his game. But I mean, it's remarkable, and just the very fact that they made a decision in this game, OKC, and I know it was not the biggest game, but they started their regular starting lineup. I mean, they didn't have Schroeder, but they started everybody else. That um, they were going to put CP3 on Duncan a lot, like their he smartest, craftiest
2: defender. Yep, he's arrived, and seeing Jimmy do that, you know, like. Particularly because he's the all star, he's the face of the franchise, the max guy. To see him immediately, with deliberate intention, make sure that it was known that, hey, you're not going to go after my guy. Like that, that's like some Udonis Haslam hybrid, Dwayne Wade together mixed up. Like when you're talking about your star leader um, and the way that he conducts himself on the court, it was just a page out of their playbook. And uh, I'm sure that they're happy that that lineage is being passed down.
0: Well, here we go. we got another quote from Alex. Jimmy Butler on the CP3 incident. Yeah, you're not going to throw the ball at my teammate like that. Yeah, I got a turnover, got an offensive foul. You don't do that here. So, again, <laughs> drawing the line uh, that, that he's going to defend his guys. And I do feel, and I, we're not going to talk about Jimmy a whole lot on this one because we, we had some other things on our list, but between the way he went after TJ Warren on social media and then tonight like jimmy's feeling good right like i feel like you only get chirping you know <laughs> yeah, if he was jimmy. if he was mad
3: at, if he was mad at the way his team was playing
0: you wouldn't get that right now no exactly exactly like like jimmy's feeling like he has a chance and and i can tell you the people around him um keep telling me this team's coming out of the east now i know they're close to to jimmy and probably can't you know, maybe be as objective as some others, but I've been hearing that for the last three weeks. They're coming out of the know. east.
3: I don't know if they're coming out of the east, but I will say that when they were playing their guys, and it wasn't Chris Silva, and it wasn't Gabe Vincent, and it wasn't Solomon Hill, even though, like, listen, I, I keep I keep eating my Solomon Hill crow, right? <laughs> like, I feel Eat like he's played, I, I feel like he's played pretty well um you see that they, crossover man Mike I mean no the, the man's playing ball right now but what I but what I will say is when they're playing their guys and they look locked in on winning I mean they look badass like they really do like they beat Boston when they were playing their guys I, and they beat Boston without Jimmy they I mean they demolished uh the Pacers and the hottest uh guy in the bubble when T.J. Warren no points in the second half. Like this guy has been lighting people up for 40, 50 points and no points in the second half and beat them by 22. When the Heat are running on full cylinders in the all, all cylinders in the bubble, like they look good and they look really good. I don't, I, like I said, I'm not going to sit there and say they're coming out of the East, but I can see why people around Jimmy feel good because they, I mean, I mean, they're playing defense, the offense looks okay. Like, I, I, you got to feel good about where the Heat are right now, going into the going into the playoffs.
0: All right, we'll get to number three here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's our friend Louis Peters over at State Farm. This is an agent representing the number one auto and home insurer in the entire United States. Got more than sixty years of combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. They've got access there. so click in or call in. Again, it's lewispeters.com, L-U-I-S, peters.com, or you can also find him at SF Agent Peters. You can argue dolphins and and heat stuff with him. He knows his stuff. 305-275-5585. Again, that's LouisPeters.com. You need personalized service that's tailored to every customer. There are no cookie-cutter solutions in insurance. Again, the phone number, 305-275-5585 or louispeters.com. All right, let's get to number three, the biggest developments in the bubble. We've got all these guys are back with me now. Alf, Alex, Alex is off the calls. Was there anything else in the calls we should get to before? We, we read a couple of your quotes. Did you read the Jimmy ones? We read the Jimmy one. I, th- there was more, I guess. But he, he basically said, don't come after my shooters, right?
1: Yeah, he said, you mess with one of my guys, especially one of my shooters, you've got to deal with me and everybody else. Well, Along thought- with everything else. I mean, I um, love it.
2: <laughs> Jimmy had another great quote about Tyler Hero. He said um, about his yep. improvement around the rim. It's not surprising to me. He's always studying the film. The, ki- the kid just wants to be great. Uh, Spo also followed that up about Hero saying countless endless hours, putting the ball on the floor and finishing with both hands. Uh, Tyler has a feel for putting the ball in the basket. Unique creativity. They're just, they're, they're loving themselves from Tyler Hero ball right now. Okay, what about Solomon Hill? What did they oh, say about Solomon uh, uh, Hill?
0: Look, I know I know <laughs> what you feel badly about all the Solomon Hill takes. Like, what Solomon Hill takes. Like, you, come on. You, you were wrong, just like you were wrong about your eye test yesterday. But, but, but look, we've got to move on to the next Honestly, one. Honestly, there's
3: been more research on the eye test, and there's uh, well, a lot of people on Twitter
0: agreeing with me. I, I, at the end of this, <laughs> I'm going to allow you to defend yourself, but let's get through Now nah, I'm good. Through I, these. I, was, I was just wrong. There's no defending <laughs> It's <laughs> like, I'm oh, just wrong. <laughs> we'll get to it at the end. All right. Um, but I will say this. We were worried about Tyler Hero being distracted when he came into the bubble. He hasn't been distracted. So may- maybe it's been a good thing. They know that. Well,
1: Hero scored 25, more than 25, and they lost. So there you go, Alf.
0: Well, that's that's right. Bang dead. All right. Let's get to number three. Let's get to number three. Um, and, and I think we do need to address this. Actually, I'm going to flip the order of these because I want to get to the, the other one, uh, the more negative one in a second. Um, let's focus on the, some of the decisions that Spolster made and the big decision that he made was, uh, less Myers Leonard, a lot less more wings, um, and more Kelly Olenek. So basically, you know, playing smaller, playing more flexible, more switching DJJ Kelly getting a lot of those minutes. Um, I mean, you, you we've all kind of come full circle on this where I think we all kind of were surprised Myers wasn't playing, and now we can see some of the logic of why they made the decision. But uh, we didn't expect it necessarily coming in, right, Greg?
2: No, I mean, there was no indication that Myers Leonard was going to go from full-time starter in the best lineups, you know, from an analytic perspective and record-wise all year to just essentially out of rotation, so that came out of left field. But it's funny because you're right. The more that we've watched it, it, it seems like it was almost um, like we should have intuited it way, you know, way before that because it's unlocked a lot of things that we I think hoped that the trade would have unlocked. But if you kept playing as many bigs as they were, it was going to be difficult to get to some of this stuff. So it, it kind of cleared up some things in terms of the way that the roster was constructed uh, that I think is important. And it'll be interesting to see how much DJJ run we get, particularly in the indie series. And then if they were to get through that, uh, the, the complete difference that they can go with some of these wings and, and you may not see them in the next series, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, it, it was, it came out of left field, but now it makes a ton of sense. What do we
0: think about the way Kelly's played in the bubble? Because uh, we had the bubble Kelly thing, the bubble KO thing, and he was really, really hot for the first two or three games, and then really cooled off. You know, and, and even his minutes did come back a little bit as he we went forward. Are, are we are we comfortable with him as the the ol- the only other big along with Bam Adebayo at this point? I mean, absolutely.
3: Um, just because you see. The way that Myers has been playing, I mean, I don't know if you're going to trust Chris Silva in the playoff series. Um, But Kelly, even (laughs) – but Kelly, what I will say is no matter how he's shooting percentage-wise, you have to respect his shot. And then he's also just a really, really good playmaker. And we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show, that if you're not not starting Myers Leonard with Bam – there's not a there's there's no other place to put Myers in later on in the game. Like it just it just there's not there's just, there's not a lot of opportunities because not a lot of other teams play two bigs off the bench, um, and you're not going to sit Kelly with the way he's playing, with the way he's shooting, the way he's passing the triple handoffs, um, even when he's not shooting the ball well, you have to respect him. And we saw tonight with Myers. Myers is too hesitant on the shot. Like it just it there's he it, he doesn't command respect from out there and
0: you're not getting the spacing you do that you get with this show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day, go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what if time was unlimited to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat.
1: Kelly. Yeah, i would got to say I agree with everything there. Uh, I don't really see a role for Myers on this team if he isn't in the starting lineup. I think it's that simple. Like I said, I mean, he fits well with the starting lineup because he takes some pressure off of Bam to not be the only big in the game. But with Crowder there, they can play a different style. They can kind of uh, blitz a little bit more, switch, obviously, a little bit more. And I just think in general, like I mentioned earlier, you take out Myers Leonard and replace him with Derrick Jones Jr. And you also coincidentally at the same time are playing without Kendrick Nunn. And he just looked a lot sharper on defense, man. <laughs> well, like, I, I really don't want to, like, bury the guy or anything. He was obviously a, a part of a great starting lineup all season. But you, I, I, you, you got to see the vision here, right? Their, their biggest weekend, their biggest – weakness with defense and i think this is just a simple way that they can kind of well fix it on the margins
2: well and when you talk about like burying myers leonard i could also see as as we get later into the playoffs kelly olinick could get buried too because if you have bam out of bam out of bio in a game five or a game six playing 38 39 minutes you're essentially going to eliminate the olinick minutes to some degree at that point so mm-hmm. do we trust kelly olinick yeah we trust him but ultimately i think as we get deeper into the playoffs you don't have to worry about that as much
0: all right let's get to number 4 here and you know i think this one is is something we talked about for basically the 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 month before the season broke and then as the season was returning was were they going to get payoff from the justice winslow trade you know because you know they made a decision that was based on the season actually continuing And we didn't think it was going to continue. Then it did continue. Then, of course, there's sort of the side issue, which is very much a side issue of, you know, justice getting hurt again in Memphis. But, I mean, there were multiple reasons to make the trade. One one of the reasons, obviously, was flexibility in the upcoming offseason, which, again, that changes a little bit with what's happened with COVID and China and everything else. And then it was to preserve 2021. It was to move on from a player who really didn't want to be here anymore. But it also was to try to get some value and try to get players who could help you. Um, I I think that this – the bubble season should make people feel a hell of a lot better about the trade. If only because you know, you've got a guy and I know we've talked about it repeatedly. You got rid of three guys who weren't playing. um, But you're actually, you got a guy who's shooting 60% from three of the bubble and another guy who's playing heavy minutes off the bench. Does, does this alone? I mean, if if you get these kind of performances from Crowder and Iguodala, I mean, not crowder's not going to shoot 60% in the first round. But if you get, you know, the kind of playing time and performances, contributions they're getting, does it just validate the trade on its own? Like, we don't even need to see what happens in the future if Jay re-signs, what they do with Iguodala's contract, et cetera. Oh,
1: that's a tough one. I don't know about validating the trade just off of that. I do very – I mean, you you, you got to be happy with the output that the guys have, have given the heat. I'm going to tell you, Alex, stop Alex, stop. But we know what the trade was really about, though. Like, we know that Crowder and Iguodala, it's about getting defensive bodies. And, I, and I'm, I've been with him, man. We obviously... We know that they needed the defensive bodies, but we listen, know the that trade. at the end of the day, it's about the money, man. It's about what they no, do with that not, money. No, it's not. It's
3: not just about the money. It's that's about the biggest.
1: That's the biggest thing to me,
3: dude. It's about trading three guys that. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, come go. on, let's stop. Let's stop playing Here around. We like, go. listen, we all have ha- We've all had the same discussions with people, <laughs> uh, not as many as Ethan has, but we've had the same discussions. We've talked to people uh, around the Heat. Uh, people, insiders, quote unquote. And we know that they traded three guys that either they didn't want to play uh, for the Heat, or the Heat didn't want them to play. Three guys are
1: baggage. That's the fair way. Three to, guys are baggage for three it. guys that they actually liked and three guys that could play. Yes, that's fair. That's like, fair, I'm like, like but, but it, I think that's number two to having cap flexibility because I think. We saw it. They were about to pull the trigger on Gallinari. The listen, only reason they didn't was because me, of uh, another, yeah. uh, the extra year or whatever. Okay. But clearly that thing. was what they're going for, and that's we, what they're we, going for can, with having this flexibility.
3: You can talk about money. If, if, if uh, James Johnson and Deion Waders were playing at 30 and 11 levels and weren't complaining about their roles and Justice Winslow was able to get on the court, money wouldn't have mattered. So we can talk about cap flexibility all we want. The fact that the guys oh, well, could would
1: have loved to get James Johnson and Dion playing in thirty and eleven level, but so would the Heat for the yeah, last three years. Yeah, that's what
3: I'm saying. It was, it was. It's not just about money. It's the fact that these guys you couldn't trust them to be there from from game to game. Like, look what's happening with Dion hey, having a I'm big not, role on the
1: Lakers. I'm not disagreeing with the trade. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 where, where, where are we going here? Dion's role with the Lakers, is, the jury's still out. All right, I'm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will hold that Dion is an upgrade over Avery Bradley in two thousand and twenty. No, but I, I, don't, nah, I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying about the trade. I'm just saying I still want to wait to see what happens because we know how they are and we know that they they targeted the Galinari. They we've been talking about guys that they may potentially look at with, you know, a, a one year deal. I, I'm still waiting on that just because you know, it's kinda of what the signs are, are are telling us about where the heat are going this off season. Listen, in with day, now, right. e- they're, they're better with this trade this season. Absolutely, they've been better. With this season and the next. They,
3: I, yeah, the,
1: probably, this season yeah. This and the
3: next. So th- that, that yeah. means the trade was successful. Like, let's stop talking about well, one-year deals, cap flexibility. Let's stop talking about all that. None of that matters. The trade yes, was does. an absolute – the trade is a success. If they don't sign a single perch with any of that cap flexibility, it doesn't matter. The trade
1: was a success. I'll be just good with the trade if they don't sign anybody with it. If they can re-sign everybody, it'll be all right. I'll be okay with it. So it it'll it'll no matter disappointment. what the trade is going to be
3: a success. I, I,
1: no, yes, but at the end of the day, man, I'm just saying. Like we we know the reasons. I'm not going to go over this whole Winslow thing again. We we all like really wanted point justice. We saw the potential there. Uh, the only thing is, if Justice was like five, seven, eight years older, it would have felt a little bit more fair. They obviously gave up on one of the younger guys. They had to do it. It was the only way that they could also get rid of Dion and JJ. It was a very convenient trade, for all the reasons you said, and it was a successful trade. You're right. At the end of the day, I think they could have gotten a little bit more. I will. I will. I'm going to stand on that, and and I think they could have gotten a little bit. They feel that way too, because they almost pulled the trigger. They were about to do it for Gallinari, I'm. I'm waiting on something else to happen this summer. But,
0: but Alex, let, let me – all right, let me jump in. And we wanted to let you guys go because I, I, I like this argument. Um, and <laughs> I like the fact that we still haven't cleared it up. I'm but, surprised we even brought back the Winslow thing, but I'm not no, ready. No, but, but look, it hangs over this team to a certain degree. But <laughs> let, let me throw one more thing at you guys that we haven't really talked about, but it's in the context of what we talked about earlier in this episode, which is what we're starting to see with Tyler Hero, with the ball in his hands, okay, is what we were starting to see with Justice Winslow last year. And and what I wonder is, would we have as much room for growth for Tyler Hero if Justice Winslow was still here? Like uh, to me, oh, definitely not. Right. So yeah. so isn't that another win? Like I- I'm with Alf that it's already a win. I think it's more of a win if you can find a way to re-sign Jay at a decent number. And then well, I don't even I- necessarily disagree with that. Okay, but I'm I'm saying I-, I think it's already a win that has the potential now. To, I don't think there's any way it's a loss at this stage. I think it's already a yeah. win, and it has a potential to be a bigger win if they re-sign Jay for a decent number, if they make something with the Iguadala contract, if they're able to use the cap flexibility to get a player. Then it's a bigger win. But yeah. the other win that we really haven't talked about is, in some ways, if Justice Winslow's ultimate upside was, was not as great as we thought it was, Okay, whether because of injuries or maybe attitude or whatever, then in a the sense – even at his age, Justice Winslow would become a progress stopper potentially for Tyler Hero. If, if you want to see more growth from Tyler and if the, if the Heat's two best offensive players and it's looking like it in the bubble are going to be Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, whereas Jimmy and Bam might be their two best players, but that Tyler and, and Duncan may be their two most important offensive players going forward. Where does Justice fit there? He doesn't.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they, I don't they ultimately they made the decision that that team option on Justice in 2021 was not going to be picked up, and at that point, when you're in that kind of frenzy, he was just yeah. going to be he was going to walk for nothing, and that's how that was going to play itself out. So at that point you take the chance of bringing in guys that can contribute and you can re-up with Jay Crowder potentially for one year. I think he'll be open-minded to a one-year deal. So you're helping yourself this season with functional guys that can get on the court. And also you've now opened up, you know, options with guys that you can potentially play with for the next season as well.
3: And also I think a healthy Justice Winslow is just as big a gamble (laughs) as a, uh,
1: as a healthy Andre Gudala at this point, like wow. a healthy Justice Winslow, like I mean, I, honestly, do we have to keep d- wow? I mean, honestly, Alf, after where we were at the beginning of the season, you're now saying there he's yeah, almost the same player yes. as Andre Guadala in 2020, but yes, I I'll am come because come I haven't down, seen it from Justice Winslow, but but I saw I'll, it at the beginning of the season. How many we, times
3: we have saw, you brought up that Raptors for, game? We saw it, we yeah, saw I, it for the first I game. I said a healthy 27-7. Justice Winslow is a
1: gamble to even get him healthy. That's oh, the biggest I problem. A healthy Justice is comparable to Andre. No, no. A healthy
3: Justice Winslow is exactly what this team okay. could, needs right now. The problem is him being healthy is a huge gamble. Yeah. Like we have no idea what a healthy Justice Winslow looks like. More than playing at a high level for a full season, we just don't.
0: I I will say this, um, and I want to close the book on justice again. I'm sure we'll reopen it. Um, (laughs) We'll reopen this soon enough. Please, God, no. Justice Winslow? I I, I didn't – when justice was traded, I spoke to a lot of people in the organization, including people associated with players, including players. And even though there was a lot of admiration for justice as as a person in a lot of quarters, um, and they they liked having justice – I mean, justice is a likable person, um, and they thought he had upside. I didn't hear anybody who said they thought that, that this was going to be a trade the Heat regretted. Nobody. And, and the Heat have made trades where I've talked to people, and they've been like, ooh, why do we do that?
1: But this one was just so convenient. It felt like it was never really going to be regretted. It was very, No, it like, wasn't going to be it regretted makes so much because, sense.
0: Of, because of JJ and Dion, but, but also, if you're trading a player that people thought was potentially the future of the franchise in some capacity, and Justice said he wanted to be a face of the franchise – there would be other people in the organization, including players who are like, what did we just do? And I didn't get that from anybody. Okay. It had already been established that Bam was the future of the franchise in terms of the young players. And there was a feeling I, nobody talked about Duncan at that time, but there was a feeling that hero had a chance to be special. And so if that's the case, then parting with somebody like, like, uh, like justice ultimately was not that big a deal. So I, I, I get it that everybody wanted him to be something, but I mean, I've seen some ball handling chops from hero in the past two weeks that, you know, it took justice forever to get to, you know? And, and so, so I, I just think, I I think at this point, uh, we're going to close the book on it for now. All right. Before we get to number five here, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. I had three of these while I was waiting for Alex and Alf to finish that argument. That's Biscayne Bay brewing, the official craft beer of inner Miami and the Miami Marlins and South Florida's sports network which is five reasons sports network this is south florida's actual independent brewery biscayne bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in south florida these guys are committed to our community and support five reasons sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer grab their stuff whether marlin's lager miami pale ale or tropical bay ipa at all major retailers throughout south florida it's the beer we're drinking at Five Reason Sports. And now that I'm out of quarantine, I'm going to pick the stuff up, Matt. So we're getting the beer and I'm going to bring it uh, to Alex and to Alf. Not to you, Greg. You live too far away, but the rest of you guys will get it. All right, let's get to number five here. And this is the one disappointment of the bubble, which has been we never saw the best of Kendrick Nunn, at least not before the playoffs. Um, is his role salvageable at this point? He's had a run of bad luck personally and health-wise um, and then obviously you know th- there were some focus issues that were discussed and other things like that but mostly personal and health-wise and just wasn't playing particularly well and, and can't seem to catch a break honestly um, what are we going to see from Kendrick Nunn in the postseason
1: Alex I mean honestly I really hope that he gets a chance to be back in the starting lineup soon I think like I mentioned so many other times I think he's a perfect fit especially if you've already got Uh, another playmaker out there I just I think he's perfect in that starting lineup man I really do and because we know how Spo uses his rotations we know that uh, K-Nunn isn't necessarily closing I think he's just an awesome fit there and I really hope that he actually gets a chance to go back into that role instead of being moved to an off the bench role where I fear he may not look as good and it might just continue that slump whereas kind of getting him back in the starting lineup might give him that confidence where You know, he's playing off of Jimmy and Bam and Duncan and what they kind of, uh, you know, them being the center of the defensive strategy. And I think him hitting, you know, those first couple jumpers coming off of some screens and getting some easy points is really going to get some confidence in him. I I would like to see him there. And also, you know, we're really going to talk about uh, moving forward, the Mitchell and the Beals and all the deepos of the world. Kendrick Nunn is going to be a part of that trade, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I knew uh, Leif would mention that at some point, but you need you need him to be playing good and for other teams to be impressed with him, which I think he kind of uh, checked off the boxes all season long. So I would like him to get back to that. Even if you don't end up trading him, I just think he makes a lot of sense there.
2: You know, I've always called um, the Heat the asset manufacturers, and this was mm. a season like it, like like no other in that regard. We <laughs> got Duncan Robinson, and you got. You know, obviously, hero and and Bam all of a sudden is becoming you know an unprecedented type asset from a value perspective, and then you start to talk about the gravy. And Kendrick Nunn was one of those guys that like you just to to end up getting another player that was on a minimum deal, rookie. You don't expect much, and he's starting the entire season and, and averaging you know 15 a game. One of the top rookies. Like you, you want to hope that that's salvageable and. A lot has to do with you know the on the court stuff they need him, his shot creation, his scoring that stuff cannot be discounted, so it 's not just purely about the transaction, but when you look forward, when you started to map out like who you really wanted to keep on the roster and the guys that if you had to part with you would Kendrick Nunn was starting to like be framed up as that guy, and he was good enough to actually fetch you. Um, a player that you would you know want to have so you hope that he can kind of regain some of that and uh the playoffs are the are the best time to do that because people have short memories
0: alf um we've talked about him in the context of maybe surprising people again that, that he seems to keep beating the odds here you know he, he wasn't really supposed to make the roster well first i mean he wasn't supposed to, somebody the heat were even supposed to keep i mean when they made that move last year you know, there was a feeling that he might be picked up just so he would be filler to try to pick up Jimmy in the offseason. I mean, that was a a theory that was going around NBA circles. Uh, And he ends up not only making the team, starting the first game, playing gangbusters out of the gate. I mean, he was tremendous for like the first two, three weeks, hitting a bit of a wall, getting over the wall, getting over the Achilles injury, playing well in the Rising Stars, coming out of the break, on fire i mean he if you look at his numbers he shot the ball extremely well out of the all-star break and it just seems like nothing's gone right now but i kind of feel like it's too early to write him off because every time we've done that you know he's he's shown up it's just i've been waiting for it to happen in the bubble it hasn't happened yet
3: well to me that's why you start him on friday and you start him going into the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. Especially when you're facing an Indiana team that you're very, very, very confident against, um, Oladipo. I know he's been playing well, but um, you know you could stick Jimmy on Ol- Ol- Oladipo. You could stick Jay Crowder on T.J. Warren, and you don't have a lot of problems. I think he could stay with a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, if Malcolm Brogdon's going off on you <laughs> for 25, 30 points, I don't think uh, the Pacers. Uh, I don't think the Pacers want that. I don't think that's what. I don't think that's a formula to win. So I think you can play uh, Kendrick Nunn heavy minutes against the against the Pacers. Let him get his footing back, his timing back, his legs back. Because to me, if the if the choice is either starting Kendrick Nunn or Goran Dragic, and Hero isn't in the in the in exposed in thoughts as a starter, I'd rather just start Kendrick Nunn because. The upside to Kendrick starting and Goron coming off the bench is so much higher than Goron starting and then trying to run a uh, Kendrick Nunn-Tyler Hero tandem off the bench. So, to me, you you start Kendrick Nunn, you let him get his footing back, you hopefully, hopefully – I'm not even talking about, uh, you know uh, – Increasing his trade value or anything like that, I'm just talking about purely um, just getting his confidence back against a team that you're that you know that you could probably take out in
0: five or six games at the most. Um, I, I think, Alf, what we may be looking at is that the Dragic We've we've bandied about what the possibilities are: would it be Hero? Would it be Dragic? Would it be none? The Dragic starting lineup may end up being the in case of emergency lineup. Like, yeah, I, I, because you know I don't think I mean? here- like
3: hero's yeah. not starting are you no you no, see he, that? no
0: hero's not starting that's clear but what I'm saying is you may be right that it's it's none you get him the few minutes in each half you see if he's going if he gets his confidence back but ultimately if they get into a game seven Goran's yeah. gonna start like, or like if
2: you go down two one or you go yeah, down three yeah. two like that kind of thing then you 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 can insert Gorn and, and it just kind of it, it's seamless
3: you, you would just that. hope that it doesn't come to that against the Pacers
0: Right. Well, you would you would hope you would hope, and so let's close it there. Let's let's get into it there real quick. We're going to do a lot more on this over the next few days. Obviously, they got a game on Friday against Indiana, but it's going to be one of those don't show anything, don't play too many people. We're not going to pot after it. Uh, We'll probably do another pregame stream. Maybe we'll join you uh, during it at some point. But just to get into uh, Pacers Heat a little, because I don't want to get into it a lot. We've got uh, you know, two really good guests coming on um, that cover the Pacers full-time. They're going to be coming out, on with us on Sunday. Let's do this legitimately, 30 seconds or less, guys, okay? Give me your case for how the Heat could lose this series because we all seem confident that they're going to win it. Give me a case. Alex unmuted first, so you're up. <laughs> Give me a case for how the Heat lose this series, 30 well, seconds was- or less.
1: I was ready to do the confident heat fed thing. I was ready to do the heat. And that's five why thing. when you had question, first, I decided
0: to change midair, like I, I, I jump past basically
1: <laughs> good shot fake, very Duncan Robinson asked for you to fake and then run around the screen. And okay. So basically I think for the heat to lose uh, to the Pacers, we know one thing is that they like to give up a lot of threes. We know that Brogdon can shoot. We know that Warren has turned into a very good shooter. Uh, since the bubble started, we'll see if that lasts in the series. Uh, we know that Oladipo has also kind of found his shot since the bubble resumed. And uh, it would have to be some type of three-point explosion. It would have to be a lot of Oladipo and Brogdon and Warren getting past their man and creating, you know, collapsing and, and, and passing out to threes and just some, some type of, like, constant three-point explosion. I think that's the only way, really, because I think if, if you were telling me a, a healthy Pacers team with Sabonis, and without T.J. Warren having planned over and with Depot being 100% healthy, I think this would be a seven-game series. And I don't even think we would have to be selling ourselves into the Heat losing the series. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers were to, like, come out in seven if they were healthy. But they're not. So I think it would have to take some type of crazy three-point explosion for the Heat to lose this
0: one. Heat five. Yeah, I mean, I that like- was five 30-second things. So neither i <laughs> I'll, give you, 30. <laughs> I'll give you.
2: I'll give you an efficient 30 seconds. Okay. Um, so essentially I mean Alex touched on a lot of this already and remember they're also missing Jeremy Lamb who was a starter and a, and a really good contributor throughout the season so they are not whole whatsoever and I wouldn't expect a bonus they don't shoot threes and the Heat shoot a lot of threes so one thing that's going to have to change is the Pacers are going to have to shoot a ton of threes and they're, and they're going to have to make them the Heat are going to have to miss their threes that's so we're getting super basic here and then this yeah. is the other one is that if the Pacers really intend to beat the heat in this series shorthanded miles turner is going to have to match bam out of bio and if that doesn't happen and the shooting doesn't kind of completely flip-flop i just don't see a path where it isn't the customary Heat and five
0: alf you got 10 seconds now yeah it's all silly
3: it uh, nate Nate mcmillan is not going to coach a team that's going to uh outsmart Air uh, expulsion. Somehow turn a team that doesn't shoot threes into a team that's hitting a bunch of them. So that's not going to happen. The only way that this this goes to a six or seven game series is if the Heat get an injury. That's that's the only way. This is Heat and five. And,
0: and, and which, which which injury?
3: Uh, it has to be either Bam Goran, or Butler.
0: Those I, are. Only... I, I, I think it's got to be Bam. I think
3: but if it, Bam. I, honestly, yeah, you're probably right. If they could win without Butler or Goron, yeah, I think. I think we would have to take a significant injury. What to about Duncan, guys? Don't touch Duncan Robinson, damn it. <laughs> bro, he's <laughs> knows Duncan Robinson. Do they win with us, Duncan? <laughs> You guys are just jinxing shit right now. Like, what is wrong Fuck. with you?
1: Ethan propped the, I mean, put the question there. I don't, Listen,
3: <laughs> it, it would take a significant injury to <laughs> two of those three guys. We're not even going to talk about Duncan Robinson. I would never even have brought
2: his name up. You jinxing <laughs> Ethan, it. the non-Heat fan, has to bring up heat injuries. This is no, not No, cool. I'm the one who brought up heat injuries. He You're the one brought up. Who- he You're the ones up. who
3: are bringing up Duncan Robinson who Ethan has never who? been
0: injured. Ethan asked who? And I thought Ethan was oh, saying moron is more important. And uh, I thought that buddy. was a hot take. Uh, you, you know what? Are, take, take, uh, take this, the eye test of the justice Winslow argument off the pod. That's it for today. Again, you can find us on <laughs> nothing but net dash radio every day from 10 until to 11 AM. Uh, we will have an episode of floors. Yours coming up on our YouTube channel on Thursday night. So make sure that you check that out as well, as well as five Biscayne Bay Brewing, SafeCubbies.com, YouBreakWheelFix.com, LouisPeters.com, KeystoneChiropractic.com, and all of our other sponsors. I'm stopping here. The two of you can go on on our text string. I'm muting you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.